0: Hey, rock stars, welcome to another episode of the Retail Leasing Playbook podcast. This podcast is for you as I go through my latest book, the Retail Leasing Playbook, chapter by chapter, and give you a summary and usually include a few stories that I may or may have not included in the book. So today, we're gonna start with chapter 14 The title being, Give Extra Consideration to the Neighborhood's Demographic Makeup. Now, when I say the neighborhood, I'm meaning the neighborhood around the particular shopping center you are trying to lease. It's very important to understand what the demographic is because that demographic is the majority factor of how you decide what retailer or what entrepreneur will succeed in the vacancy of your shopping center. For example, if you had a shopping center in a low-income market, you would not be targeting high-income tenants like Sephora or Ulta today. Now, things do change, Years ago, Starbucks would not go into low-income neighborhoods, and they are starting to do that now. But today, a Sephora and an Ulta would not be looking to go into a lower-income neighborhood. Their products are more expensive. However, there are beauty supply tenants that actually carry a lot of products that fit lower-income demographics. So that's the kind of analysis that you need to do when you're considering filling your shopping centers. If you're in an older demographic, maybe podiatry and hearing aid places and bagel shops and old-fashioned barber shops might be the type of tenants you want to target. And you can figure that out by looking at neighboring shopping centers and seeing what tenants are succeeding in those shopping centers, speaking to those tenants when you're canvassing and seeing how long they've been in the shopping center to give you some ideas of how successful they are. Talking to the tenants, walking through your anchor to see who are the customers, and also it's important, and I've discussed this before, to visit your shopping center at different times of the day and days of the week. Because I once leased a shopping center in Miami where the demographics during the week were completely different on the weekends. And that really made it hard to lease. Being, leasing a shopping center in a transitioning demographic is really, really difficult to lease. And if you have a client who's hired you that would be something that you would want to talk to them about. Because I think it's important that you lease to or towards where you think the demographic is heading. So if the neighborhood used to be a middle-income neighborhood and it's turning more low-income, I think you lease towards the low-income. If it used to be younger families and now it's going towards retirees, you lease to the retiree demographic. Um, I also talk about in this chapter that for as long as I've been in the business, since 1986, the demographic, the the way you got your demographics was through uh, demographic uh, systems and tools that are based on 10-year-old census track information. And as you were late in the 10-year cycle of the census tracts, some things that we would use would be postal counts. We would reach out to the post office and get updated postal counts and that would help add to the 10-year-old census tract data to help make it more current. Today, we are very lucky, if you can afford it, to be using geofencing. And geofencing is based on current cell phone data. And I predicted in the book that very, very soon, I don't think any of us will be using the demographic data that is based on the census anymore. Uh, The next chapter, chapter 15, the title is Get the Tenant Mix Right, and This is where they talk about, where I talk about, do you have mixed matched tenants? So, you know, are the tenants in your property the ones that should be there? Or has years of changing demographics created lower sales? And is that something that you should be paying attention to? You know, by watching the sales and looking at the future of where the demographics are going and trying to decide um, if maybe you should be proactive with replacing uh, some of the te- those tenants. Additionally, the whole impulse destination uh, philosophy. Is there a destination tenant on the end cap? You know, Do you have H&R Block on the end cap and they're only open for three months of the year? And do you have an elbow space where they would be better served? Or do you have a karate studio or a physical therapy in the end cap? And then do you have an elbow space where again, it would be better for the shopping center if they were relocated? So being proactive as you're looking at, what are my vacancies? Who am I going to get to fill them? What's going on inside my shopping center? What's going on outside my shopping center? And where is the future going with my shopping center in relation to demographics? So those are chapters 14 and 15. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Do me a favor and share that you're listening to the podcast on any social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. I'd appreciate it. And please subscribe so you get to know when I drop the next episode. And if any of you like my episodes, have read the book, and have a particular chapter you that really resonates with you, I'd love to have you as a guest on the podcast, where we actually talk about my t- tips and my ideas and my suggestions in the chapter that you find uh, the most helpful. So thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.